And welcome to A and Caleb Serocast. Of course, my name is Caleb Baldwin. You can follow me on Twitter at I am Caleb B. That's I am Caleb and then another B. Follow my friend, co-host, and producer Eddie Cornellison at E D D Y C eight five. Follow the show at E C underscore Hero. Check out our Instagram E C Herocast. Pardon me. And our Gmail E C Herocast at Gmail the recording date is August 11, Thursday, and we are here to record episode 122, in which we will review Thor, The Dark World. That is correct. Also, uh, happy birthday to Karen Baldwin. Mm-hmm. A real Karen. No, no, sir, she is not. That's her name. That is her name. So she's a real Karen. You're a real Karen. No. Let's uh, get into it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, someone is accidentally texting me. And they mean to text someone else. And now I'm going to be like, who are you trying to text, pard? <laughs> oh, man. Pardon me. Okay, yeah, let's get right into it, man. Uh, what kind of history do you have with the movie, man? Uh, I've seen it once in the theater... And about four or five years ago, um, when I was doing the wrestling podcast, we went off topic a bit and ranked all of the Marvel movies from worst to best. And when I was creating the list, I got to this movie and I was like, what What the hell was this even about? I didn't even remember. So I had to look it up and then it's like, oh yeah, yeah, the Dark Elves. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, put it. Um, somewhere a little bit below the halfway point. So I didn't even remember this movie. So when I watched it, it came back to me. But uh, yeah, not super memorable. Yeah. It's really forgettable. Uh, But for one reason in particular, I will never forget this movie. And uh, listeners may find this funny. Uh, Others may find it somewhat offensive. And others may just find it kind of boring and overhyped. And that's fine. So I did not go see this when it came out on November 8 of 2013. I did see it a couple months later at a second-run theater. Are you, are you familiar with the concept of a second-run theater? Of course. <laughs> you know. Much lower prices, you know, like ours was $2, for example. $2 a ticket, you know, as think, opposed to like 8 9 10 knows the concept of this. Okay, well, it's here's the thing. Second-run theaters, theaters got killed by the uh, streamlined, uh, pun absolutely intended, intended, streamlined process of uh, streaming movies. So second-run theaters have kind of kind of went away last year. Yeah, the one in Columbus actually got upgraded to a first-run theater, so congrats. Yeah, congrats to them. Uh, but yeah, as far as second-run theaters go, by and large, RIP to a real one. Uh, also, shout-out Josh Davis for making that a meme. We're going to share that on the Instagram. Um, Not for second-run theaters. we got to wait till someone good actually dies. 
Okay, well, we, we have plenty of... Uh... Which happens every week, so it's fine. Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. Maybe not this but that one, being though. Second run theater. We are here. <laughs> Me and uh, two buddies are in one row, one side of the aisle. Other side of the aisle, there, there's three people. And one of, the, one of these uh, people is clearly disabled. And I'm not going to say what the disability was just because it ruins the punchline. But me and Mike are talking and uh, the the people uh, across the aisle are being really loud. And they're like, I'm ready to watch Thor. I'm ready to watch Thor. And my buddy Mike turns to me and he says, you can watch Thor all you want. You're not getting out of that wheelchair. Oh, my word. Yeah. Depraved. He's not a good guy. And I'm even worse because I laughed about it. And I still laugh about it. Eight years later. What if he did get out of the wheelchair? She. And uh, oh. that would have been... Quite frankly, I felt like the credits roll, and then they just stand up, start walking. Mm-hmm. That'd be a real miracle. Another classic Thor adventure. Yeah. <laughs> but that's uh, that's eight years away. Either way, um, yeah, that's my history with this movie. Um, depraved joke that I still laugh at to this day. and Not even a joke so much as just being kind of mean. <laughs> More than anything, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. It's, it's your friend being very mean and then you laughing about it. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm, I'm embarrassed you even shared it, to be honest. Really? Don't don't get all uh don't get all uh PC on me, pal. Okay. I won't. But good. You shouldn't. Go watch your MCU or whatever. Whatever we said last time we recorded. I will next week. She Hulk. She Hulk, yeah. Allie McBeal meets the Incredible Hulk. I look forward to it. Yep. Um <laughs> Oh, let's see here. Oh, what were you doing around November 2013? Um, probably just Thanksgiving, but um, I know that particular Christmas, I got, um, let's see, that, uh, what was it? Oh yeah, that particular Christmas, I got uh, Indiana Pacers tickets, so did that. A uh, couple weeks after Christmas, me and a friend drove over, stayed the night in Indianapolis. Um, actually stayed the night in Carmel, Indiana, which is a nice suburb. Watched the Pacers hmm. obliterate the war- uh, not the Warriors, that wouldn't have happened, the Wizards, the other W. And, uh, yeah, I think that was, um, yeah, I think then we went out and drank afterwards. So, good time was had by all. That's hot. Mm-hmm. What were you doing in November of 2013 besides making fun a, of handicapped people? Uh, I'm a bore. I was working. Well, yeah, that's boring. Yeah, it is boring. I agree. Um, Black Friday. Yeah, that was my first Black Friday, actually. As you know, I work in retail, um, so that was interesting. I bet Not that was t- fun. I don't recommend it. It's not a good time. 
And you've done every Black Friday since? Actual, I feel like there was one that I missed. That's and I can't remember laziness. How, I can't remember how or why. Because, you know, Black Friday sales, even to this day, still, well, until COVID, actually, you know, Black Friday sales would start on Thanksgiving. Maybe that's why you missed it. COVID. So, um, no, 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 no. Uh, but, yeah, eh, interesting. <laughs> Sorry. But, but, uh, every, uh, Thanksgiving until 2020, yes, I would work that sale. And, uh, I don't recommend it. It's not a good time. It's pretty regret- regrettable. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, good stuff. Champions in wrestling at the time in the WWE. Your WWE champion was Randy Orton. By the way, this is like in the early days, like the first few months of the authority, by the way. If you remember that. Of course I remember them. Yeah, Randy Orton, your WWE champion. World heavyweight champion in WWE for about five more weeks until they retire the title. John Cena. In TNA, you could either call it vacant... Or you could say AJ Styles was the TNA World Heavyweight Champion. Um, technically, he had like left the company, but he won the belt at Bound for Glory. So like on TV, they vacated the belt and they were doing a tournament. But yeah, it's all semantics from there, you know. Yeah. And then your uh, <laughs> yeah, dummy, dummy, yeah, uh, your Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Champion, a name we will get familiar with, Adam Cole. Am I supposed to say something after that name? Yeah, you dipshit. Oh. Next time. Okay. <laughs> yeah, next time. Uh, number one song by Digital Download on November 8, 2013. It's funny because we missed, like, a huge... Like, this week in particular was the one week that one particular song didn't have the most downloads. And that song was Royals by Lord. Lord, Lord, Lord. I am Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Number one song, November 8, 2013, was Rap God by Eminem. Oh. How about that? How about it? Uh, I I don't know that I've ever heard that song before. I probably have. I just can't think of it. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't make a habit of listening to most Eminem after, like, 2003, but that's just me. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> yeah. With that, uh, get oh. into the facts and figures, right? Yes, the facts and the figures. So, budget one hundred seventy million, box office six hundred and forty-four point eight million dollars. That puts it a profit of four hundred seventy-four point eight million. Inflation is six hundred three point nine. And it is number 11 on the list, right below Hancock and right above Iron Man. Wait, Hancock is in the top 10? People love Will Smith. Oh, my God. Yeah, the top 10 is uh, Avengers, Iron Man 3, Dark Knight Rises, Dark Knight, Spider-Man 3, sorry, Spider-Man 1, 3, 2, Incredibles, Amazing Spider-Man, and then Hancock. Very interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or as my Spanish-speaking friends would say, inter- interesante. They would say that. They would. And Rotten Tomatoes, 
66%, fans 75%. Not too far from a Scorigami. Maybe next week. Could be. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, not not, not what you typically get from a Marvel movie. It's a little higher normally. This may be a spoiler. I think they both went a little high. Perhaps. For, for, for what it's worth. Perhaps. Yeah. Um, let's see. Da, da, da. How about our cast? How about them? How about the page load? There we go. Uh, let's see. Mm-hmm. All right, let's. Oh man, let's go with uh, Christopher Eccleston as Malekith, the Dark Elf. Copy and paste, dude. Yeah. Like this was such a nondescript. Funny because, like, appearance-wise, of course, they're not nondescript. But like, this was such a nondescript villain. We'll see worse villains, but, um... Yeah. In Marvel? In Marvel. And outside, I'm sure. Okay. I mean, yeah, outside, but I'm talking specifically in the MCU. There's one, um... If we ever... (laughs) Taskmaster! (laughs) No, I wasn't thinking Taskmaster. Uh, there's one... If, um... If we ever did, like, an all-time awards, this person might win it. But uh, we'll get to him or her when we get to him or her. We, we ha- okay, we've got one, two, eight more episodes after this before we do the half-decade awards. Well, the person I'm thinking won't be in this half-decade. Okay. They'll be in the next half-decade. Fair enough. I think. Um, actually, <laughs> yes. Uh, so... Here's the thing. I realize if you play like D&D or some other RPGs that elves are, you know, mystical and powerful and everything. Growing up, I always associated elves with one of two ways. One, just people with pointy ears that live in the forest and have bow and arrows or people that build toys for Santa. Exactly. I understand there's a there's you know there's more to them than that, but to me it's hard to win me over with when your villain is an elf. Uh, yeah, so this one he's a weak villain. Uh, the um, what was it? The Aerith or the the Aether? Yeah, the Aether. Yeah, I thought it was Ether, but yeah, and it's spelled. Yeah, okay, it's Ether, but it was spelled A-E-T-H-E-R. Kind of like Aerith from Final Fantasy. I don't know. Anyway, even when he got the Ether, it, it wasn't even, like, a big game changer, I thought. So, um, yeah, this is a, a good reason why it's forgettable. At least his his henchman, the big monster, uh, that wasn't... He, he was all right, but... Uh, yeah, just forgettable and um, non-threatening. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, I never really thought, like, oh, you know. I mean, of course, there have been two more Thor movies since then, but it's like you never really bought this guy's a threat, you know? Yeah, obviously Thor's going to win, but, you know, you want to suspend disbelief, and you know it's 
It's not going to be to a, an elf. Exactly, yeah. That'd be like if Roman Reigns, for example, lost his, what, 800 or whatever day title reign to... Um, Riddle? Yeah, no, not necessarily Riddle. More like something lower than Riddle. Like Mustafa, like Mustafa Ali or Ricochet, yes, yeah. Yeah. Dexter Loomis. Stop. He's lower. I, I won't I won't accept any Dexter Loomis hate. <sighs> all right. Well, just wish WWE would stop hiring all these ex stop. WWE guys. Stop. Stop. That's hack. You're better than that. No, I'm not. You're, you were so much better than that. Look, just because you're still on the drowning boat of Karrion Cross, don't don't drag me into that. Shut it. First off, Karrion Cross is a star. Mm. Yes. Vince's last good move was firing him. Stop it. I will fly to Columbus just to throw hands if you keep it up. Tell me why Karrion thinks hourglasses go TikTok. Okay, first off, I don't think he thinks that. I think he knows that an hourglass is much cooler than putting an actual clock in the ring. Mm, is it cool, though? It's cooler than putting a clock in the ring, yeah. I, I guess. Oh, that's that's Either a good way. example. That's who Roman could lose to and be underwhelming. Karrion Cross is Malekith. First off, first off, Karrion Cross at Clash at the Castle, he needs to... Uh, smash, stack, and pin Roman and Drew. Win both belts. He will not be in that match. Do it. Make it happen. Paul. Please. No, not the guy that can't even beat Jeff Hardy. You know he listens to the show, man. That's fine. No, not, not, not Kyrian Cross, but Paul. That's fine, too. Yeah. Either way, enough about that. Uh, what, what other characters do we want to talk about? I don't know. Tom Hiddleston oh. is Loki. <laughs> uh, what a little bitch. Like, honestly, like, his character was just so unlikable in this, honestly. I know. This is coming from someone who loved him in Loki. He was great in, in his, his show. I thought Loki was the standout of this movie. I just, I thought he was just unlikable in this one. Like, not even like a, oh, it's boo hiss. supposed to be unlikable. No, not not like a boo hiss, but we're talking like X-Pac style unlikable, you know? You're carrying cross, right, I get it, but... Stop! No, he, I, I liked, especially the twist at the end, which we'll get to, but, uh, no, I thought, uh, I thought his character arc was, was really good, and ultimately he showed who he really was. Mm-hmm. Which I enjoyed. Which was a whiny little bitch. Yeah, maybe so, but he's the king. Mm. Hail to the king, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Natalie Portman is Jane Foster. Man, they really missed the boat not having her in the third one. Did they? No, 
Oh, okay. Why? <laughs> Not at all. Oh, man. You didn't like her then? No, clearly. Clearly I didn't. Well, why not? Did, did did you get the vibe that she gave a shit? Um, because I didn't. I was getting borderline Jennifer Connelly and Hulk vibes here, man. Yeah, I guess perhaps. And of course, and it makes sense because we know the backstory about like the director that she wanted got fired like halfway through. Like I get that, but still, like, be a professional. Well, she's, you know, trying to move on from Thor, and her character is uh, kind of a shell at times. Mm, okay. All right. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Okay, all right. Makes sense to you. Well, what about Chris Hemsworth as Thor? What a, what a hunk. Mm. Quite He's frankly. still no Aaron Taylor Johnson. I but. mean, no, you're right. Like that's the that's the bar. Mm-hmm. Like Aaron Taylor Johnson's the bar, but Chris Hemsworth, mm, what a handsome guy, what a handsome young lad. Although by Thor four, he might pass. Maybe. We'll see. I don't know. But no, he was great here, man. Honestly. Like, yeah. He was the bright spot in this film for me, anyway. Yeah, no, I, I still thought it was as Loki. Uh, it, this, well, hmm. I thought, I still am not all that, I don't know. I, I'm trying to remember how I felt after Thor 1 with Thor and Jane's relationship. Because this movie, I definitely wasn't really feeling it as yeah. much. I think in the first one, I I did think they they came off. I think in the first movie, it came off as believable. This one, not so much. Maybe that's what I wasn't liking about Natalie Portman. And yeah. I guess Chris was... Uh, the relationship just didn't feel as great in this particular movie. But... Um, I don't know. To me, it kind of just goes back to the crappy villain. Like, when the hero's not in any sort of danger, it's just... I don't know. It just kind of takes away. Like, he didn't oh, have I... as much to do. Hey, first off, shout out Jamie Alexander. Mm. Shout out? Sif. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine being down bad over Natalie Portman when Sif is, like, all over you. Well. Couldn't be me. It wasn't. It was uh, Thor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Oh, man. Oh, also, quick shout-out to Christina Applegate. Yeah, and uh, Christopher O'Dowd. Oh, yeah! That guy's awesome. IT crowd. Mm-hmm. Bridesmaids. Yeah. Other stuff. Yeah, Bridesmaids, yeah. And I feel... He's done a lot, surely. Like, I, I can't... <sighs> place him right now. Well, let's get into the plot. Let's. Uh, this movie, man, it just... I wish I was more, like, amped for it. It's just... It's so inoffensive that I can't even show emotion either way. 
Yeah, you're not going to get angry about it, but also you're not. Yeah, you're not going to get excited about it. It's just so bleh. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's why I'm struggling this episode, but. Could be also that we recorded like eight minutes and then we had to re record because of someone's crappy internet. Yours. Yours. It's never mine. So we open with a story. Hmm. In the beginning, there was darkness, and from the darkness came the dark elves. I don't get that, but all right. The worst was the dark elf Malekith. The dark elves wanted to change everything about the Asgardian way of life, so Odin's father battled the elves. But during the battle, Malekith attempted to unleash his weapon, known as the Aether, on the Nine Realms. After the elves were defeated... Malekith and Algrim fled, and Odin's father ordered the Aether be buried where nobody could find it. Back in real time, Loki is taken before Odin after the events of the Avengers movie, and Odin sentences Loki to life sentence in the dungeon. And dragon. Yeah, no trial. <laughs> we cut to a place called Vanaheim. What? Wait. Yeah, Vanaheim. Yes, Anaheim, where the angels play. No, Vanaheim. Pardon me. That's where the Asgard army is in battle. Yes. And we meet our first co- uh, we met our first Cronin warrior, the same species as Co as Korg, as uh, Thor easily kills him. And then <laughs> Thor celebrates his victory and returns to Asgard. How about that? How about it? Yeah. So Odin tells Thor to forget about Jane and the humans and worry about what's in front of you and hints that uh, you should try to marry Sif. And that's a story that doesn't go anywhere. Uh, No, it nowhere. That's that's it. They cut the arm off of that story. Uh, Back on Earth, in London, Jane is on a date with uh, Chris O'Dowd. Yeah. And not going great. And Darcy shows up with uh, some piece of malfunctioning equipment, or so she thinks. And then the date's like, oh, I know you want to go with your friends, so go ahead. So Jane leaves, and her and Darcy and intern Ian, uh, we meet Eric Selvig, or we learn, rather, that Eric Selvig went uh, crazy at Stonehenge, stripping naked, and has some weapon, and trying to warn everybody of danger. Hey, man, if I had a nickel... If you had a nickel? Yeah, for every time I got naked at Stonehenge, yeah. How many nickels would you have? I'd have two, which isn't a lot of money, but it's an odd odd thing that would happen twice, you know? Yeah. Well, the three go to an old warehouse where the readings of the device are showing, and there's parts of the warehouse without gravity... Uh, There's portals in different places, and Jane gets sucked into a portal and ends up where the ether is buried. That's convenient. Yes. And we cut to Malekith, who wakes up saying the ether has awakened. Uh, Cut to Thor, who goes to visit Heimdall to spy on Jane, which apparently he does every day. Uh, (laughs) And Heimdall, for once, says, oh, you know, I can't see her. So Thor... Or sorry, Jane 
goes back to Earth, and Darcy tells her she was gone for five hours, and the police are there, and Thor shows up, and she asks where he has, where he's been. He basically says, well, I didn't have time to visit you when I was in New York. Uh, it's also raining, but not around Jane. Strange. Yeah. That'd be a nice power to have. It would be, yeah, to avoid the... I... Bro, actually, I would have needed that the other day. It was full-blown sky piss outside. I was getting ready to come into work, and I got drenched before I even got there. And I'm like, well, I can't work in this. Literally had to buy, like, a whole new wardrobe just for work that day, man. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, Could have had thoughts. an umbrella. Yeah, I, I did not because I didn't check the forecast, so. Hmm. Yeah. The old Oklahoma weather. Yep. Wait five minutes, it'll change. Well, you should have waited in your car for five minutes. I waited in my car for eight, and it just got worse. Oh, well, it changed then. It did, yeah. Well, um, anyway, the police try to arrest Jane for trespassing, but they get blasted with some energy, so Thor takes Jane to Asgard to examine her. Mm Mm-hmm. Thor tells Odin that there's something within her that Earth doctors can't cure, and Odin sees sees this when the guards try to, you know, grab her, and then Odin decides to tell Thor and Jane about the ether and the dark elves, and says, "But I don't know how to get it out of her. That's the problem." <laughs> So in the dungeon, one of the Dark Elves allowed himself to get captured and imprisoned, but he sneaks in a weapon, turning himself into some big horned monster. I don't know. Whatever. This was uh, Algrim from earlier. So. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he playing the piano? No, that's my Apple Watch. Sorry. No. Anyway, he starts fleeing, uh, freeing all the prisoners, but not Loki. God forbid. I know. Well, Thor and his warriors assemble to stop the prison break. Heimdall also takes out an invading elven ship in a pretty cool way, because it was invisible, but he could see it. But no one knew what the hell he was doing. (laughs) But I thought that was a good scene. Uh, More ships show up. A big battle ensues. Malekith breaches the main castle and destroys the throne. Uh... Malekith finds Frida, that's Odin's wife, Thor's mom, who's with Jane. The two battle, and Algrim shows up. Malekith asks Jane for the power, but she was just a hologram this whole time. And uh, uh, Malekith asks Frida, tell me where she is, and she's like, I'll never tell. He's like, I believe you. So then Algrim kills Frida, and they both flee without Jane, so... R.I.P. to a real one. Yeah, she's dead, so... Yeah. Good way to get her out of the movie, I guess. Didn't add much, so... (laughs) Yeah. Uh, She didn't, I mean... No, you're right, you're right. She didn't add much to the first one, either. Well, it was a... uh, Trying to build the rivalry, I guess. So... They did that. So back on Earth, Eric is uh, giving a big science lecture. When he's done, we see it's at a mental institution, and Stanley asks for his shoe back. So there's your cameo. Yes. 
back on Asgard, Thor proposes a plan to Odin because Asgard is now defenseless, and the plan is Thor takes Jane to the Dark World, lets Malekith pull the Aerith, uh, the Ether from her, and when it's exposed, he'll destroy Malekith and the Ether. But Odin doesn't like this plan. He says if you fail, it's too great a risk. So don't do that. <laughs> no, definitely don't do that. Which they will do. Uh, back on Earth, Darcy sees Eric was arrested. Back on Asgard, Thor asks Heimdall for a favor. Thor then goes to visit Loki. He promises Loki vengeance if he helps him on the uh, on the walk to the other portal that only Loki knows about, about how to escape Asgard. He keeps changing appearances, and we even get a Captain America cameo. That was fun. Yeah. Chris Evans probably got a few bucks from that. Sure. So Thor takes a crashed elven ship with Jane, who collapses in the middle of the escape. They ditch the ship. They hop aboard a backup as Loki pilots the ship uh, to the secret exit, where Malekith won't see them coming. And the exit. All... Yeah. I am so sorry. As it turns out, that would be the second time that Loki took the appearance of Captain America. That's true. But, uh, yeah, the exit's just another rainbow bridge inside of a cave. So, back on Earth, Ian and Darcy bail out Eric from the mental ward. Uh, Thor, Loki, and Jane end up in the dark world, and Loki turns on Thor. He stabs him, and he cuts off Thor's arm to prevent him from getting the hammer. And Mm -hmm. then uh, Malekith and Algrim show up. Loki says, I present to you, Thor, the son of Asgard. And in return, all I ask is for a front row seat when Asgard burns. So Malekith accepts. He pulls the ether from Jane, but uh, not her cancer. Uh, But but it's a trick. Thor's arm was not a cutoff. It was just an illusion. So Thor gets the hammer, smashes everyone, with a big ex- and a big explosion happens. So when the dust settles, Malekith has the ether and brings his fallen soldiers back to life. So the plan, as we see, did not work. Uh, Loki saves Jane from some portal grenade, which uh, those were kind of cool. It's like a grenade, you throw it, and then it just sucks everything in a short vicinity of where it lands. <laughs> Why have we not been using these the whole time? I know, it was cool. <laughs> so, Thor does battle with Algrim. Loki kills the guards, but then saves Thor from being killed by Algrim by stabbing him in the back. But then Algrim kind of like, because the, the blade's still sticking through him, so Algrim like hugs him and kills mm-hmm. him. And, but uh, Loki, being the, the, the trickster that he is, he... Uh, he attached one of those uh, portal grenades to Algrim, and uh, since apparently Algrim can't be killed, I don't know, but he can be sucked off to another dimension where we'll never see him again. That's hot. Mm-hmm. So Thor tells Loki he'll tell Father what you did here. Loki says, I didn't do it for him, and then dies. But uh, not the last time we'll see Loki die. Far from it. Uh, Jane then gets a phone call from Richard, the guy she was on the date with. And she's like, wow, I got a signal from space. How's that possible? And she realizes there's a portal nearby. 
and takes it and ends up back in the old warehouse. So the cell signal goes through the portal, I guess. Sure. They okay. uh, they head to Eric and Darcy's place and back on Asgard. Odin is informed there's no sign of Thor, but Loki is dead. So back on Earth, Eric deduces the coordinates of the portals. Convergence is Greenwich, England. Just lucky they're already in England then. They actually uh, pronounce it Greenwich. No. <laughs> okay. All right. So Malekith's ship lands in Greenwich as Thor goes to stop him. Thor and Malekith battle. Sorry, I'm yes. so interrupt. This all sounds like a shitty D and D campaign. Uh, yeah, kinda. Kinda. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Thor and Malekith battle, and Jane and Eric try to plant these devices that teleport Malekith's army elsewhere. That's alright, I guess. Thor and Malekith do battle. They keep teleporting to different planets. I don't know, got a little confusing. Uh, they manage to teleport in some big monster with them. Uh, they eventually get separated, so Thor must take a subway three stops to get back to Greenwich. That was kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, the Nine Realms start to converge. I guess that's bad. And Thor returns and uses Selvig's device on him, which teleports his armies away. Sorry, his arms. <laughs> yeah. His arms away. Uh, but he grows new ones. Malekith does. And Thor then gets a hammer, smashes Malekith into his ship, sends him also through another portal... And the ship starts to tip over, but when it tips over, it falls through the portal, and then it then lands on Malekith, which crushes him, which I guess the ether cannot save him from. So, dead. <laughs> uh, Eric, Ian, Jane, and Darcy are having dinner, and they try to reassure Jane that he'll be back, and... Thor left because he had to figure out stuff with his dad and because he kind of committed treason. Back on Asgard, Odin tells Thor he will now be king, and Thor denies the honor of king because he doesn't want it. And Odin says, uh, one son wanted my throne too much, and the other doesn't want it at all. Is this my legacy? And Thor says, Loki died with honor. I will try to do the same. Is this not legacy enough? And then Odin then gives Thor permission to go to Earth, presumably to be with Jane. Thor leaves, and what do you know? Odin was just Loki in disguise. Roll credits. It was me all along, Thor. Which begs the question, where is Odin? <laughs> Great question. Yeah. We get a mid credit scene. We do. Sif and Volstag, Thor's warrior buddies, are in some strange place where uh, people seem to be imprisoned. Mm-hmm. And we are... <laughs> I, I didn't realize, by the way, this was... You're going to say it in like five seconds. I didn't realize this. Uh, of course, you know, it's a Marvel movie. There's going to be a mid-credits. Mm-hmm. If a uh, post-credits... Sorry about that. You still got me there? Yeah. Okay, cool. 
Um, but I didn't realize the collector shows up here. Yeah, we see Benicio del Toro. Yes. As the most obvious villain ever. <laughs> and yeah. They're just like, hey, um, we have an Infinity Stone, but uh, it's not wise to keep it close to another Infinity Stone, so we're going to give this to you. And the most obvious villain ever is like, ah, oh, I assure you this will be safe in my collection. Okay, I, you know, sure. <laughs> yeah. Good job. Yeah, and, and uh, Thanos was like, and I took that personally. Yeah, and as they leave, the collector says five, says one down, five to go. So, <laughs> yeah. as if it wasn't obvious, he's not good. Yeah, he had to spell it out. <laughs> yes, thank you. Yeah. We get a post-credit scene. Oh, I didn't see this. Damn. Oh man, Jane's having breakfast and Thor shows up and they kiss. That's hot. And elsewhere, the big monster that went through the portal is—he's in a parking lot just chasing a flock of birds. Hmm. Yeah. And that was Thor: The Dark World. Yep, that's Thor, and uh. Yeah, this this was uh, what you would call mid. Yeah. I'm going to give this a gracious, very, very gracious 6 out of 10. Oh, how gracious of you. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I mean, it wasn't bad. It's, like I said in the beginning, it's just forgettable. Yeah. I mean, the villain's weak. The action scenes... I mean, the escape from Asgard wasn't bad. I thought the coolest scene, though, was uh, Loki betraying... Like, Loki betraying Thor was, like, the only time in the movie where I'm just like, oh, okay, that was cool. I didn't see that coming. And then it's like it was the illusion of the cutting off the hand. So it's like, okay. It's kind of cool. But, yeah, just, like I said, forgettable. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a reason people are just, like, not super into this movie. They, a lot of people can... Some people consider it the worst Marvel movie. I don't know about that. Um, but I think maybe up to this point, it, if we're not counting the first Hulk, I think it might be. Um, I'm going to give it a five and a half. Um, yeah, just forgettable, like I said. Um because the other, let me see, Iron Man 3, which neither of us really like, has a 6.5 and, and a 5.5. And yeah. And it's then, funny, you actually went lower on this one. I went higher on this one. Yeah. What was, uh, let's see, the first Hulk, we both gave threes. So. Are you talking about 2003 Hulk? Yeah. Yeah, that was shitty. Very. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, though, we are finally out of 2013. Which we felt are. like felt like 17 weeks to finish, and what? we are into a brand new year with I hope some great new movies. What is next week? Next week, folks. Unfortunately, you cannot stream this for free anywhere, but for four dollars you can rent it basically wherever you would rent movies. RoboCop. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Hey, it's got a uh, freaking uh, Rick Flag. It does. 
Yeah. I've already put it on reserve at the library. Um, yeah. Um, well, I'll, I'll say this uh, since we finished early because there just wasn't a lot of meat on the Thor 2 bone. Have you seen the movie Prey? No, I hear good things, though. Yeah, well, since RoboCop's an 80s action movie, the original, yeah. not the subsequent crappy movies. Yeah. Uh, the, yes, Prey, like, you, like I said, great movie. I recommend it. Uh, probably my second favorite Predator movie, I would say, right behind the first one, even though the Rotten Tomatoes score of the first one is higher, or sorry, it's lower. That's ridiculous. Like, no. <laughs> Um, but yeah. And then, uh, I like the second predator. I know it's not, doesn't have the best reviews, but I, I liked it. Which uh, one had, uh, Arnold and, uh, Carl Weathers? That was number one. Okay. And number two had Danny Glover. Huh. And then there was, uh, alien vs. predator, which sucked because it was PG 13. What are you even doing with that? Didn't they do two AVP movies? Yes, there was Alien vs. Predator Requiem, which uh, was rated R, but you couldn't tell because the movie was so dark. Uh, I couldn't... <laughs> it took place in Colorado. I remember that. Um, it had one of the dudes from Rescue Me on there, and uh, that's all I remember. And then, uh, what was... Uh, there was Predators... Where they all went to the Predator planet. That was kind of cool. I didn't mind that, that one. Yeah, that had a uh, freaking Foreman. Danny, yeah, Danny Trejo, Lawrence Fishburne. Foreman. Yes, Foreman. Uh, Eddie Brock. Yes, yeah. Uh, yeah, that one wasn't bad. It was a little light on the story. Uh, Adrian Brody starred. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then there was the Predator, which was horrendous. Just, <laughs> I remember the I remember the end when the guy puts on the Predator armor, and it was just like, it, it, it felt like uh, the movie was already bad, and then it just to end that way where the guy puts on the Predator armor, it was just like, okay, you, that was just the 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 straw that broke the camel's back as far as the goofy factor. Like this is. That was so stupid, but Prey, great movie. Seems hey, like there's going to be a sequel. Hey, hey, wait, wait, one second here, pal. Okay, that had Boyd Holbrook from Logan in it, and Thomas Jane from The Punisher and The Crow. Well, it still sucked. And that's all I can say about it. Also, uh, the the Predator really wanted Jacob Tremblay's autism. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, what else have I watched? Uh, oh, the, what was it? Um, the Woodstock 99 documentary on Netflix. Is was that? Yeah, far superior than the one on HBO, by the way. Yeah. I don't know, I think we, I think that was a Hardly Heroes, I talked about that one. Where they blamed Limp Biscuit and Angry White Men. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, mm, no, that wasn't it at all. I mean, yeah, Angry definitely made you guys charge $6 for a bottle of water. Yeah, it was... Look, they the Netflix one spelled it out. Now, there was criticisms of the Netflix one, sure. They didn't touch on the the rapes as much as the HBO one. Um, 
I mean, they they mentioned it. Uh, I guess I don't know. I mean, what here else? I'm saying, you know, they they probably could have spent more time on it, I guess. But uh, yeah, the HBO one, it just um, they completely missed why it was not successful, and then at the end, it just became a commercial for Lollapalooza, which was weird. Um, but yeah, this one they just it's like look. It failed from the start when they booked a crappy venue, which was this old military base in the summer. There's no shade. Concrete gets hotter than grass. So, uh, I mean, if this was in the fall, maybe that would have helped with the heat. But, uh, yeah, so the venue sucked. Um, it seemed like they never emptied the trash. Like, they had just trash cans everywhere. And then it's like, day one, they're already overflowing. And they're just like, Okay, well, we're we're not going to empty the trash until the festival's over. <laughs> so <laughs> you literally had no place to put your trash than on the ground. I mean, you had like some lady going around handing out trash bags, and it's like that's not my job. I paid to be here. <laughs> so exactly. Uh, so yeah, and then uh, they were just charging way too much for food and water. The water that was free was contaminated. The bathrooms—they never emptied the porta potties. The shower situation was rough. Yeah, uh, so like to blame Limp Biscuit, it's like what did he didn't do anything? In fact, they even went as far as to say you paid Limp Biscuit to go out there and rile up the crowd, and that's what he did. So what are you complaining yeah. about? So okay, so now I sent you two memes. I want you to react to both of them. Well, the one last thing. Uh, yeah. They mentioned how it was stupid to give a hundred thousand people candles for like some Columbine vigil. Hmm. So. If it's turned into several fires, probably a good idea. <laughs> and then the the coup de gras, so to speak, was there was rumors all weekend that there was going to be a big secret act that was going to go on after the Chili Peppers. And it was like a lot of rumors. Oh, it's Michael Jackson. No, it's Prince. No, it's The Who. No, it's Grateful Dead. All these big names. And then they just show a video of Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> Oh, shit. I thought it was it's like, like, oh, and it was Candlebox. Yeah, it's like, look, Jimmy's great, but, like, if you're, if there's rumors of, like, living musicians who are going to come out and play, and it's like, here's a video, that's lame. So, yeah. that's why it failed. Nothing to do with, uh, yeah, and the people rioting, it's like, they were just pissed off because the festival sucked so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay. For sure, man. These stupid memes that uh, you want me to react to on air, which is yeah. great radio. Of course, yeah. <sighs> what was the eagle? What even is this? Well, the one's just a clearly photoshopped thread or whatever. Are you actually a mascot? Don't yeah. read all of those out loud. Jesus Christ. Just ugh, what? whatever. <laughs> Well, then why are you sending them to me that I can't... In... This Whatever. Is terrible radio. You're terrible radio. No. Why do we even do the show anymore? I don't even like you. I don't even... What is this? It's not even a meme, the Ozuna cycle. It's a very real thing. As a Braves fan, I can, uh, I can attest. That is a very real thing, the Ozuna cycle. Oh, all right. Yeah, good stuff. Great radio. Thank you, Eddie. Well, you're the one who sent memes that uh, require reading. This is all your fault. 
It's actually yours. Dude, dead or alive, you're coming with me. That's next week, and he probably won't say it. I don't think he does, actually. Um, Actually, let me... uh, I mean, I know we'll probably talk about it next week, but... Yeah, uh, we will. Yeah, this is PG-13 RoboCop, so... Jeez, Christ. As I mentioned with, uh... What was it? Uh, AVP. Yeah, AVP. It's not going to be good when your franchise is based on violence. I mean, did they learn nothing from RoboCop 3, which was PG-13? But I think this was the... Did RoboCop 3 have the uh, robot uh, Japanese guys? Yeah, the ninjas. The worst villains that we've ever seen. (laughs) Yes, yeah. (laughs) Uh, But... But yeah. Oh, no, RoboCop. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I think we're in the phase where, which I think Logan and Deadpool break this phase, where movies are like, if we're rated R, it's just going to really hurt our bottom line. We have to go PG-13. If we go R, we're going to lose money. It's not going to make as much money. And Logan and Deadpool proved that theory wrong. So we are in that phase now, and I think that's why Fox RoboCop was, like, was uh, yeah, PG-13. Fox was, like, Fox was like, we don't give a shit. Yeah, man. They said, the word to Macklemore, they were like, make the money, don't let the money make you. Just looking at the photo of it, and he still has the human hand. It looks so goofy. <laughs> yep. Well, that's next week, and folks, we're going to get out of here. Uh, what 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 did we say I was gonna say? Uh, it's a Thor quote about uh surrendering. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> I accept your surrender. Just a young gun with a quick fuse. I was uptight, wanna let loose. I was dreaming of bigger things and wanna leave my old life behind. Not a yes sir, not a follow up. Fit the box, fit the mold, have a seat in the foyer. Take a number. I was lightning before the thunder. Thunder, 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 Classes while I was scheming for the masses. Who do you think you are? Dreaming about being a big star. They say you're basic, they say you're easy. You're always riding in the backseat. Now I'm smiling from the stage while you were clapping in the nosebleeds.
Thunder, 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 thunder